right, my citizen legislators, uh, we're going to talk about something that is top of mind. I know y'all have heard in the media, you know, Speaker McCarthy is following uh, up on his pledges he made to oust Representative Adam Schiff from the House Intelligence Committee and also Representative Eric Suau from Arizona, from the Intelligence Committee. And then we have Representative Ilian Omar, from Democrat from Minnesota. She's on the House Foreign... She was on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. But I'm going to tell you what the distinction is with the two previous representatives, Schiff and Suau. Now, the Speaker does have the authority and the prerogative to remove them from the House Intelligence Committee. And the reason why he's doing this, this was a pledge that he committed when he was running for Speaker, and now he's basically, he's doing it. He's following through on his pledge. Now, with Representative Adam Schiff, <clears throat> this is just completely obvious to everybody. Adam Schiff was on the select committee on January 6th, and he also was... Um, involved um, in the impeachment of the previous president. He sits on the Judiciary Committee, and he was a part of the team, the House team, to bring forth the case in the Senate on the previous president. So that's the reason why Speaker McCarthy ousted him from the Intelligence Committee. He pledged that he was going to do it, and he's following through. Now, Representative Eric Sewell from Arizona, and actually he's an alum of my alma mater, the University of Maryland at College Park. He goes a little bit, the speaker went a little bit deeper and basically was like, well, he's a security threat because he had an affair with a Russian operative. But no wrongdoing was found, you know, from um, the intelligence communities. So how does this look to y'all? To me, it's petty. But, you know, I mean, the speaker made the pledge, and he's the speaker. Okay, fine. But let's get to him <coughs> wanting to remove Representative Ilion Omar, a Democrat from Minnesota, from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Now, in the 117th Congress, you know, she made some comments about Israel. And you know what? She shouldn't have, um, but she did. And, you know, then Speaker Nancy Pelosi had to have a sidebar conversation with her. But the damage was done, you know? I mean, sometimes you believe in something so wholeheartedly and then you state it out in public and it's out there. My whole thing is this. You said it. You owned it. And now you got to pay the consequences. But here's the thing, though. You had other Republican members, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, you know, they were stripped of their committee assignments. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, because comments they made, but, you know, because they made threats. So that's, you know, that's different. But in order to remove Representative Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee, guess what has to happen? 
a House vote, the whole House of the State of the Union, that has to happen. Now, remember, House Republicans has a razor-thin nine-seat majority. They can only afford to lose four votes. I don't know when this vote's going to come up, because um, I'm going to tell you, we are now hearing more about the committee assignments in the House and Senate. We're, we've been hearing a little bit more about the subcommittee assignments. It's, it's slowly trickling out, but this plays an important part. Now, Representative Omar is a naturalized, you know, citizen. She came here um, with her family a long time ago. And... You know, again, you know, I think she was she was careless in her comments about Israel. Um, saying anything against Israel is very controversial. And my citizen legislators, people just need to be mindful of what they say. If you're not, like I said before, you better own it. You better say, yes, I said it. And own up to it and then move on. But... The speaker is taking this a little bit further because when he was minority leader last Congress, he said point blank, she should be removed from House Foreign Affairs. She should be removed. She should be removed. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it's y'all's day here in Congress because y'all got a nine-seat majority. But my citizen legislators, guess what? There are already rumblings within the Republican conference. So I just looked at an article from cbsnews.com um, that was dated January 25th, and the title of the article is McCarthy Sees GOP Defections Ahead of Expected Effort to Keep Representative Ilion Omar Off House Panel. Okay. So we've heard in this article, you know, they quote <coughs> that Representative Nancy Mace, Republican from South Carolina, and Representative Victoria Sparts, Republican from Indiana, remember, she voted present in many of the manual roll call votes during the speaker election. And then she switched her vote towards the end. I think like the 12th ballot, I believe. Um... But I may be mistaken. But anyway, I digress from this. They, those two members of Congress have basically said they oppose him doing this, the Speaker doing this, you know, because they believe that it's a charade. And, you know, you know, I, I just I, I just don't understand why. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's basically what. Representative Victoria Sparts is quoted as saying in this article, and I quote, two wrongs don't make a right. Quote, Speaker Pelosi took unprecedented actions last Congress to remove Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar from their committee assignments without proper due process. Speaker McCarthy is taking unprecedented actions this Congress to deny some committee assignments to the minority without proper due process again, end quote. Sparks referenced votes in the Democratic control House, which earned support from some Republicans to strip Green and Gosar of their committee assignments. 
The two lawmakers have each received spots on two House panels in the 118th Congress. So look, Representative Victoria Sparks says, you know, she opposes the charade. And she, quote, has pushed McCarthy to stop bread and circuses in the Congress and start governing for a change, end quote. Now, a third Republican, Representative David Joyce, Republican from Ohio, told the Washington Post last week that committee assignments should be addressed, quote, within the confines of each party, end quote, and said the votes against Green and Gosar, quote, creates the retaliatory issue for our conference, end quote. I, let me go on, because there's some other stuff in this article, in the cbsnews.com um, article. Further complim um, um, complicating Speaker McCarthy's path forward is the absence of GOP Representative Greg Stube, I cannot pronounce his name, Stubbe of Florida, who said he will be home in Sarasota for, quote, several weeks, recovering from a 25-foot fall from a ladder. You know why that's important, my citizen legislators? Y'all know why that's important. Because proxy voting is not allowed in the 118th Congress, because that was a part of the rules package that was passed on January 9th, my citizen legislators. So the article goes on, while proxy voting um, allowed absent House members to enlist other lawmakers to cast votes for them in the last Congress, McCarthy did away with vo um, voting by proxy once he gained the gavel of the speakership. Huh. Remember, non-seat majority, non-seats. This representative, Representative Stubin, is going to be out for several weeks. So that means you got eight, you got eight Eight, eight. Do the math, people. You got an eight-seat majority because this member is convalescing back at his home in Sarasota, Florida. All I'm going to tell you is this. I, I, I don't know. You know, the article goes on to say that it's unclear when the House Republican leadership might move um, to a vote on removing... Omar from, from committees. McCarthy told reporters this past Tuesday that he is, quote, <clears throat> not at all concerned about securing the necessary votes. And House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, Republican from Louisiana, 1st Congressional District, said Wednesday that Republicans have, quote, no intention of having Omar serve on the Foreign Affairs Committee and California reps Adam Schiff and Eric Sewell sit on the Intelligence Committee. Okay, I apologize. I thought Eric Sewell was from Arizona. He represented a district in Arizona. He does not. He represents a district in California. My apologies for that error. So, yeah. And then Scalise goes on to say in the article, and I quote, if people have a sworn 
have shown a propensity to either espouse anti-American, anti-Semitic views, do things that have put themselves in a compromised position, including lying about classified information, it raises serious questions. Quote, unquote, end quote. So guess what House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries did? He tapped Schiff and Swalwell for the Intelligence Committee. But the Republican leader plans to block it, to block their appointments. And he, and he, he already has, or he will, which he can unilaterally do since, he, since it's a select committee. And in my previous ex episode about congressional committees, we talk about the different types of committees. So here's the thing. Representative Omar um, is quoted as saying in the CBSnews.com article that she told reporters this past Tuesday that she has, quote, good standing, end quote, on the foreign affairs panel. In addition to Republicans who have publicly expressed opposition to her removal from the committee, many others have spoken with her privately. Okay, see... They spoken to these Republicans have spoken to her privately and said they believe the move is quote unquote unjust. So this is what I'm talking about. You got those Republicans in the Republican conference who have gone to Representative Omar privately and said that this is an unjust thing. But are they going to publicly come out and support her? No. If they do, no. Let me take that back. If they do, great. If they don't, okay. But, you know, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to, like, relationships. Most Republicans and Democrats do get along, but you do have the firebrands, like the Jim Jordans of the world um, and others that just want to go for the juggler because they got a nine-seat majority. But as I said before, ah, Representative uh, Stubbe from Florida is out for several weeks, which means you got an eight-seat majority until he gets back. Because he fell. He fell off his house. So, you know, again, I, I you know, I, I don't... To me, this is just petty with regards to the removal of Representative Sewell and Schiff. And also, by the way, Representative Adam Schiff has announced that he's running for the... Um, the Senate seat in California. But there's a little bit of a caveat to that. The incumbent is Senator Dianne Feinstein. She has not made a decision. She has not come out and said she's not running. And she's come out and said this week she's not going to tell everybody until next year, 2024. Guess when the primary is? March 2024. So you got representatives Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, Barbara Lee, they've already announced that they're running for her seat. And, I mean, she's one of the older, oldest senators. She is. And, you know, I, I, I just think it's time for new blood. I just do. But I digress, because we need to get back to this whole kerfuffle about removing people off of committees. Like I said... Because it's a select, the select committee on intelligence, the speaker has the right and authority and the prerogative to remove representatives Schiff and Sulau. He does. Now, with Representative Omar, 
again, like I said, the whole House of the State of the Union got to vote on that. And again, don't know when House leadership is going to bring that to the floor. There's already defections. You know, Representative Nancy Mace from South Carolina, Representative Victoria Sparks, Representative David Joyce from Ohio. I mean, this should be done between the Democratic caucus and the Republican conference. I, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, Representative Omar, she tends to go a little too far in her stance about the state of Israel. She does. And there are others within the Democratic caucus that have said some things, too. But she went, she, I mean, it was a bridge too far. And it, I mean, and I, and, I, and I get it. I really, really do. But like Representative Victoria Sparks said, two wrongs don't make a right. And just, you know what, and this just confirms actually how desperate Speaker McCarthy was to be Speaker. Because, I mean, again, he, he said this when he was minority leader last Congress. He pledged that he was going to get rid of her. He did. He pledged that he was going to remove Representative Schiff and um, Sewell. I, I mean, I can't even make this stuff up, my citizen legislators. Y'all need to watch this because, again, I think Speaker McCarthy is doing a disservice to the offer, office of the Speaker. I really, really do. He is, he don't know. All I'm going to say is this. There's going to be some shenanigans because the representative from Florida is Greg um, Stubbe is out for the next several weeks. I'm telling you, if somebody hasn't already thought of it, you can damn sure they know they're thinking about it now. Eight seats. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you, you got, yeah. Eight-seat majority. Until Stubin comes back, Stub comes back. Girl, I'm, all my citizen legislators, I'm getting a little giddy and I'm getting a little flustered. I'm getting the vapors. Because if I was on the Hill as a staffer and I was working for a member of Congress, huh, I'd be like, okay, y'all got eight seats. You can only afford to lose, what, two or three of them votes? I would do motion to vacate the chair. I would do it. I would totally do it. But I wouldn't do it by myself. I would do it. I'm like, I would meet with folks, you know, behind the scenes, fill them out. But, you know, because only one member of Congress can force a vote on the floor of the House. One. And that's because of the Speaker. Because he conceded to that. And guess what? It's time to inflict pain. Y'all want to know what my nickname was on Capitol Hill? Black Hammer. You want to know why? Obviously because, yes, I'm black. I don't like calling myself African-American because I just don't. I just don't. I'm black. Well, actually, I'm brown. But I digress. Look, I like, when I was up on the hill, I inflict pain. I have a long memory, a good memory. And if you give me, like, a little bit of time, I could come up with some stuff, procedural stuff, to mess somebody up on the House floor or the Senate floor. Trust me. Because I, I went to graduate level 
courses. I did. I took graduate level courses on this. I went to grad school. I mean, I didn't finish my um, my studies, but I'm gonna tell you this: I was taught by the Senate parliamentarian, um, the late Robert Dove, and I was taught House Rules and Procedures from a former CRS employee, Ilana Nichols. So there's a rule for everything in the House. Everything is done in the Senate by unanimous consent and precedent. But I'm going to tell you, I know enough to be dangerous. So all I'm saying is this. For the next several weeks, let's just see how this plays out. Because like I said, hmm, you got Representative Greg Stubbe from Florida who's convalescing because he's recovering from a 25-foot fall from a ladder, my citizen legislators. I feel really bad for him. I really, really do. I mean, I, 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 I hope he's, he's recovering well. I hope he gets back to work. No, no, I take that back. No. I hope he recovers, yes. I do. I really do mean that. But, but for political reasons, no. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Because I'm telling you, you got smart people that work on Capitol Hill. You do. And, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, well, at least I hope House Democrats understand, oh, because y'all can do some damage in the minority. You really, really can. I mean, I seriously, if I were Hakeem Jeffries, I would call a motion to vacate the chair. Because if they pull the vote, to remove Representative Omar, I would do it. I would do it, and I would keep doing it. And I would get every member of the damn Democratic caucus to do it. And I would just do just to prove a point. Because if you're going to do that, yes, her, her, her comments on Israel were incendiary. They were. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't agree, I, I don't agree with Representative Omar on a lot of things. I do not. Because she and others that are a part of the squad have not learned their lesson. They haven't. And the lesson is this. When you come in as a new member of Congress, it is best for you to figure out the lay of the land first. But I know these youngsters, these millennials, don't want to do that. They don't want to wait their turn. I get it. I, I, I truly get it. But as a Generation Xer, I'm going to tell you point blank. I come from a generation of doers. We do not blame or complain. We don't bitch and moan. We get the job done. And all I'm telling you is this. In the future, Representative Omar, you need to be mindful of what you say. You really do need to be mindful of what you say because there are many Americans that support the state of Israel. Whether you like it or not, they do. And, you know, for you to make those kind of remarks, it, I, I'm sorry, it conveys anti-Semiticism. It just does. And, you know, everybody talks about racism. Well, being anti-Semitic is racist. It's racist. I don't care if you're black, you're white, whatever, yellow, green, whatever, we all need to be vigilant when it comes to racism in all forms. So all I'm going to say is this. Should they bring it up to a vote to remove her from the House Foreign Affairs Committee? I'm telling you. 
House Democrats, y'all better do something procedural. You better do something to prove a point. To prove a point. You inflict pain. Because we're in, we're in a different paradigm now. Since 2016, we're in a different paradigm. I'm telling you. House Speaker McCarthy is going to follow through, or has followed through, on the majority of his pledges. And he's going to continue to do it. Because you know why? He wants to keep power. But he don't have power. He's conceded power. He has pretty much, he's a figurehead. Because look, who else wanted to be Speaker of the House? Nobody. I mean, you, you had um, Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona, you know, during the internal uh, Republican um, conference vote. Yeah, he tried. I mean, look, this infuriates me to no end because you are now witnessing pettiness at its peak. And I'm sorry, just because Adam Schiff was a, was a part of the House impeachment team to impeach the former president, I'm sorry, the House voted to impeach. So after they voted to impeach, they had to bring the case to the Senate. Now, granted, the Senate did not impeach them because y'all know why. Because Republicans were in control. All I'm telling you is this. He did his job under the Constitution. There were crimes and misdemeanors. Crimes and misdemeanors. And also, let's talk about that for a moment. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene actually introduced a bill. Oh, God, help me. She introduced the bill to impeach President Joe Biden. For what? For what crimes and misdemeanors? Because I know y'all going to go after him and his son. For what? And um, can we talk a little bit about the classified documents? Yeah, yeah. Vice President Pence had classified documents. Yeah. So, you know, when Republicans are asked about that, they're like, oh, yeah, they, you know what, um, I think they classified too many documents. And, but now let's get back to Joe Biden. What Joe Biden did was a mistake. He admitted to it. He informed our, the archives, um, the National Archives. He didn't do what the former president did, obstruct and also, allegedly, probably sold secrets to our enemies, Putin. But you know what? I digress. But y'all go right ahead and keep being, being hypocritical. Because at the end of the day, President Biden did not, did not commit any crime. Y'all mad because he was able to get stuff done that the previous president did not. Remember Infrastructure Week? Infrastructure Month? What happened? Joe Biden and the Democratic um, Congress got infrastructure done. And we are now reaping the benefits of that, my citizen legislators. And guess what? And this pisses me off. These Republicans go back to their damn states and districts and they tout those infrastructure dollars, even though they voted against it. Hypocrites. 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 But now... 
in the 118th Congress, y'all want to be so petty as to remove Democrats from committees. Okay, like I said, with the Select Committee on the Intelligence, Speaker has the right to do it. He does. However, it just shows how petty and small-minded he is. But that's that, that's okay. That's okay. That, that, I mean, that's, that's totally fine. But again, l- let's see when Republican leadership brings up the removal of Representative Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Let's see. All I'm saying is this. Democrats, House Democrats, please, please, please don't be passive-aggressive on this. It's not a hill you should die on, but you should at least make a point to the American people and show them that House Republicans don't want to govern in the 118th Congress. They are on a mission to dismantle. Y'all need to understand that. And then also, you need to understand this. Elections have consequences. And yes, I must tell it again, y'all need to vote, but you also need to organize. You need to start educating people. That's what you need to do. You need to educate people, you need to mobilize, and you need to get them out to vote. Because 2024 is a presidential election year. Okay? And also, I'm going to tell you this. Okay, I saw this on TikTok, and I got to honestly tell you, um, it's a former congressman from Florida. Um, He and his wife are on that MSNBC show, Joe Scarborough. Oh, my God. Bless him, because he said something that just, he gave black women their flowers. He said it point blank, yes, black women save democracy. Yeah, we do. We saved democracy. One of the TikTok people, um, folks, guy, he said, look, I'm giving my sisters their flowers. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I even commented, thank you. <clears throat> black women get a lot of rancor from men, but in particular from black men. Not all black men, but from some. And I appreciate when a brother gives a sister flowers. But I'm going to tell you point blank, Black women, we show up, we show out for elections. I don't care if it's on the local level, if it's on the federal level, we show up, we show out. All I'm telling you is this. We need to get more strategic on the local level because that's where all the shit is happening. The shit is hitting the fan on the local level. And we need to do a better job on that. And we also need to do a better job when it comes to midterms. Now, we were lucky. 2022? There wasn't a red wave. It was like a trickle. But that was because of Generation Zers and black women. Millennials, I don't know what y'all problem is. I really, really don't. I guess y'all all into your feelings. Oh, well. Y'all need to wake up and smell the coffee. Because Generation Xer is telling you this. We all need to work together. If you don't like a candidate, okay, fine. But... Don't not show up at the polls, because that's the problem. I saw um, something that really scared the living daylights out of me. So y'all want to know why George Santos got elected? He ran in 2020, and he lost. He got more votes in 2020 than he did in 2022, and he won. 
can y'all help me out? Can y'all help a sister out? Because y'all got to explain that to me. I think that there was a failure on the Democrats in that district. I really do. Y'all need to do better. Y'all, please, for the love of God, y'all need to do better. Because that fool, he out here prancing and dancing. He was at Hill Country. People taking pictures with his trifling ass. Yes, I called him trifling. He's trifling. He is trifling. All I'm going to tell you is this. Elections have consequences. That fool got his committee assignments. He got his committee assignments. And then also, let's talk about (coughs) Speaker McCarthy said, until he commits a crime, if, you know, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to unseat him. Okay, well, you know, her uh, the other shoes, um, uh, yeah, shoes, because that's what it is. Every lie this man says. Uh, I, he went out and tried to hire one of the best campaign financiers or managers, and the guy turned him down. You know what he turned around and did? You know what Santos turned around and did? He forged the man's name on documents. If you tell me that's not a criminal, that's not a, a criminal act, I don't know what is. So, so what's a criminal act? This man has lied. They even got the goods on him. Like, I don't care if he was a drag queen in Brazil. I don't care about his sexuality. What I care about is that he has lied. He lied to get that congressional seat. And he continues to lie. But I'm just going to tell you, I, I, um, this whole situation with, you know, removing Representative um, Omar, I, I mean, it's, you know, I know they keep talking about what's, what former Speaker Pelosi, I'm sorry, Speaker uh, uh, Emeritus did last Congress. That was in her, that was her right to do it. And you know what? And, I, and the circumstances were actually quite different. They were. But, you know, Republicans are like, no, no, she unilaterally did it, da-da-da-da-da. But I give credit to those three Republicans that are like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I do. I, 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 I give credit to them. I really, really do. But, I mean, I hope they can talk some sense into the House leadership because this just sets a bad precedent. Again, I don't agree with what Representative Omar has said in the past. I don't. I don't agree with her at all. Um, she should learn a lesson. I mean, I hope that she didn't think that this was going not going to happen, because it was. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But if, you know, if, if the House Republican leadership moves forward on this, okay. Okay. My citizen legislators, we got two years of this. Two. Two years of this craziness. Two years of this craziness. And... I'm going to say it again. Elections matter, and elections have consequences, and this is where we are, because a lot of you, and also, I'm, I'm going to say this. White women, y'all vote against yourselves all the time. You, you, like, let me rephrase that. You vote against your own rights these past couple of elections. You, you vote against yourselves. You will lie. You lied in 2017 in the exit polling about Hillary Clinton. You lied in 2020. And you're probably going to lie again in 2024. 
And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to speak about this on TikTok, the black girl train. And I'm going to tell you, white women are all in their feelings. Not all white women, but you know, you know who you are. Y'all all in your, your feelings because y'all calling this racist. It's not racist. Black women carry a lot on their backs. As a black woman, I carry a lot on my back. I continue to carry a lot on my back. I want to be in a safe space. I do. And all we're trying to do is uplift each other. Because I got to honestly tell you, we blew that damn algorithm out. We blew it out. And I'm going to tell you point blank. White women of America, if you continue to vote against yourself, especially when it comes to reproductive rights, because now you got these state legislators, legislatures, they're trying to restrict women's movements if they live, reside in a state that abortion is illegal and they can't cross state lines. Are you kidding me? Y'all going there? So those of you that continue to vote against your own self-interest, kiss my black ass. Black women are here to defend the democracy. If you want to join us, please do. If you don't, stay out of the way. And don't complain, because you know what? You are your own worst enemy. You are. And I'm going to say and I'm not sorry I said it, because you know what? As the older I get, the more righteous I'm going to become, and the more black ham are going to come out. And if you don't like it, I don't care. I really don't. We're in a day and age where we better stand up. We better show up, show out. We better, because if we don't, we're in a world of trouble. Because I'm telling you, those in the House Republican Conference, they want to strip away everything. And I mean everything. They want to get rid of Social Security. They want to get rid of Medicare. This is, look, the reason why they're trying to divide those that are not, that, that haven't gone past um, high school, um, and even college-educated people, they're trying to divide y'all because you think that the former president cares about you? He laughs at you behind your back. He rich. Well, he only rich on paper, but anyway, I digress. All I'm telling you is this. Wake up and smell the coffee because what is happening now in Congress because of Speaker McCarthy stripping Representative Schiff and Sulau from the Select Committee on Intelligence. He can. That's his right. But Representative Omar, yeah. I, I look, I, I'm on my soapbox today. I, I am. Because it just, it, it, it just infuriates me to see this nonsense happen. I mean... All I want is for the House Republicans to govern. That's all I want. I want them to get stuff done. I get that those 21 wanted regular order. They're worried about the debt. They're worried about spending. I get it. I, I, I really, really get it. I mean, I'm fiscally conservative. However, if you got to raise my taxes to reduce the deficit, do it. Hell, I pay enough taxes because I live in the District of Columbia. And then also, let's talk about that. We had some senator who said that um, 
you know, they keep talking about what's going on here in my in, in my hometown and that D.C. shouldn't become a state. Whatever. Kiss it. Whatever. I have my problems with the current mayor and the city council on so many different levels. I really, really do. But I'm going to tell you this. Wake up, people. Please wake up. Because we two years of this nonsense. Two years? Two years? We got two years of this, and just keep an eye out on this. And, and, and those on TikTok who are following me, thank you. I've reached over 1,000 followers. I hope you continue to follow me and my content on TikTok. I am going to continue to provide that content to inform you and educate you and to make you laugh and probably sometimes to piss your ass off. I will probably end up doing that as well. Um, for those of you that have commented uh, on some of my videos and um, comment in all caps, please stop doing that because that just shows me that you're yelling at me and I don't like to be yelled at. I do not. I'm not a person to be trifled with. Just recognize that. I'm not. Remember, my nickname on Capitol Hill was Black Hammer. And it was Black Hammer for a reason. Because I will inflict pain if I have to. I could be sweet as pie. I could be sweet as brown sugar. But cross me and find out. I am not to be trifled with. So on that note, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Topless Government. I hope you tune in again and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much and peace out.